You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 71. If you want different results, then do something different. Have you ever felt stuck in a pattern or a habit that frustrates you? Perhaps you're familiar with the off-quoted phrase that states, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, we humans are creatures of habit. We crave what is familiar, even if it's not good for us. We may want something better and even hope for something better, but until we actually do something in a different way, we aren't going to see the changes that we hope for. Today's episode will help identify what patterns may not be working in our life, why they're there, and what we can do to create something better. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon and filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who've left a review for this podcast or you've taken the time to share it with a friend. As you may know, I am currently not active on social media, a deliberate choice that helps me to have the creativity and the focus to make this podcast the best that it can be. So the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. It's by you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this with your friends and support this effort. I love you for it. Today's review of the week comes from Ashley. She says, I was blessed to find Brooke's program about four weeks ago. I have loved how she has helped me heal and grow through meditation. I had a mental breakdown last year and found meditation and therapy very helpful. My favorite type of meditation is Christ-centered. She is an angel for sharing her knowledge and gifts. She has helped me picture Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in my everyday life, even in the simple things, actually, especially in the simple things. Thank you so much, Brooke, for sharing your story and helping others find healing and hope in their stories. Ashley, thank you so much for your review. Your story is the perfect illustration for exactly what we're talking about in today's episode. If you want different results, you must do something differently. I love how you describe the trauma of a mental breakdown, something I myself can totally relate to, and how you made changes in your life that led to different results. You changed the way you prayed. You changed the way you meditated, and it brought you peace and healing. Friend, thank you for your courage and your example. Changing patterns in our life is one of the bravest things you can do. It requires you to disrupt what feels normal and to blaze a new path in your lifestyle and in your brain. Phil Stutz is quoted as saying that the most creative act that any human can do is to turn something around. Your story is a complete turnaround and a huge victory to celebrate. So thank you so much for sharing. Keep pressing onward, my friend. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and your shares, that's what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So today I am recording this episode a month into quarantine from the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but this has done quite a number on disrupting my daily rhythm. 
patterns or rituals that were working a month ago in my life, they're no longer working. <laughs> I used to do my creative work in the morning hours while my kids were at school. And now those hours are spent homeschooling. My work sort of naturally shifted to later in the afternoon. For the past month, I have really struggled with this change. That time of day, I'm not clear-headed. <laughs> I don't feel especially inspired. I'm more tired at this time, and my productivity has greatly suffered. Instead of being focused, I find myself doing busy work and putting out fires. Have you noticed any of your own patterns start to fail or clog up a little bit? Anytime that we have a major life change happen in our life, it can immediately disrupt our habits and our patterns. We move from a homeostasis of sorts to having things out of control. But because we are creatures of habit, we deeply want to return to a sense of homeostasis. We deeply want to find a sense of normalcy. Unfortunately, we often desire a sense of homeostasis even if that homeostasis is dysfunctional. This is why so many people will stay in a dysfunctional relationship or pattern because it is familiar. It can be repeated and it becomes familiar and expected. I remember six years ago after my daughter was born, I was hospitalized from nearly dying from pulmonary embolisms. That's blood clots to the lungs. And I spent eight days in the ICU. Previous to that moment, I had really strong boundaries in my life around digital technology. I wasn't on social media. I spent my days writing and creating. But suddenly my world was turned upside down and I was in a hospital bed all day long, unable to do anything and totally disconnected from the world. My old habits no longer worked in that setting. So what did I do? <laughs> I revived my social media accounts and I found myself spending all day long on my phone, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It really was a dysfunctional pattern to get into, but it became what was familiar. It became the new homeostasis. Even after I went home, I now had a newborn baby to take care of, which is another huge change to homeostasis. And I spent hours each day feeding her. The pattern I had picked up in the hospital of spending all day on my phone scrolling was now the new normal. And so it continued. I'd feed her and scroll. I'd sit in a chair and scroll. And even though I could have chosen to use that time on my phone in a more productive and nourishing way, maybe like reading the scriptures or uplifting books, I didn't do that. I was stuck in the homeostasis of scrolling junk food information on my phone over and over and over again. Is there anything that you currently feel frustrated by that doesn't seem to be functioning very well. Maybe it's a ritual, maybe it's a habit, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a story you tell about something. Perhaps you may be familiar with the oft quoted definition of insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. As I mentioned, I've spent the last month trying to do quality work in the late afternoon. And I tell myself every day that today is gonna be different, but I don't change anything about my approach. 
I still show up tired. I still think that late afternoon is the only logical time to fit my work in. I still start my work by checking email first, which leads me into a long sequence of putting out fires rather than creating something. In short, I changed nothing. And unsurprisingly, nothing has changed. I've been doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results and nothing has changed. Perhaps the only thing that has changed has been my own growing frustration. (laughs) Frustration because my expectations are so much higher. I expect something better, but I'm continually falling short of what I expect. In today's episode, I want to take a positive turn on this idea of the definition of insanity. How about instead we define what sanity is? The literal definition of sanity is the quality or condition of being sane, soundness of mind, soundness of judgment or reason. (laughs) Could you use a little more sanity right now? Soundness of mind, soundness of judgment or reason, a rational mind, maybe a new sense of normal that is supportive to your growth and sanity. I know I can. If insanity comes from doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, I think we could naturally concur that sanity could be the willingness to try something different in the hope of achieving a better result. If you want different results, do something different. If you want different results, do something different. And yet, we can naturally expect resistance because we're automatically going to be disrupting our homeostasis. Doing something different brings uncertainty. It's unfamiliar. It's not what we know. So our brain freaks out. Oh, no. (laughs) And yet, if you find yourself in one of these patterns that is not functioning at the level that you want, sanity truly lies on the other side of doing something different. I recently had the honor of being interviewed on the All In podcast with Morgan Jones. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. It's one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. We had an amazing conversation all about meditation and prayer. One of the big takeaways that I hope people come away with from listening to that interview is that if you want different results, you need to do something different. Prayer can be one of those patterns that we can also easily get stuck. Have you ever found yourself stuck in the pattern of saying the same prayer over and over? (laughs) We often have our own list of things that we pray for. Maybe we even thank the Lord for the same things each day using the same words. Or we ask the Lord for the same thing each time using the same words. We can become so rote about it that we don't even need to be fully awake to go from start to finish. We may do this over and over again and get frustrated that our prayers haven't been answered or that our prayer just doesn't feel very inspiring. Or maybe we even feel a little guilty that the prayer time isn't more revelatory. And we sort of know why, but homeostasis is just so comfortable that we keep going for what is familiar. When my first baby was born in 2009, it was another one of those huge life changes. My homeostasis was interrupted. And one of the biggest ways it got interrupted was in my prayers. 
So much so that I completely stopped praying. In the beginning, I didn't even notice. While I was pregnant, I had opted to pray lying down in bed at night because kneeling was so uncomfortable. But after having a baby, telling myself I could just pray in bed (laughs) was laughable because I was so tired that I would fall asleep immediately. Mornings were dictated by a baby that needed to be fed, and any morning prayer that may have existed previously disappeared. Almost without even noticing, my personal prayers completely disappeared from my life. And when I say disappeared, I mean they literally were non-existent for the next four years. Four years! I remember spiritually waking up one day and asking myself, when was the last time you really had a personal prayer? I couldn't remember. I looked at my then four-year-old son and I figured that it had to be at least since he was born, four years earlier. I was completely ashamed and embarrassed. I knew I needed to start praying again, but it felt awkward. It wasn't familiar anymore. I didn't even have the old memorized prayer as part of my ritual. In the Book of Mormon, we find the story of the brother of Jared. He lived with his family in Jerusalem at the time of the Tower of Babel, when the Lord confounded the languages of the people. The brother of Jared was a mighty and spiritual man. He prayed to the Lord to allow his family and friends to not be confounded that they might speak the same language and understand one another. The Lord answered his prayer. He prayed to the Lord to preserve his family. The Lord heard his prayer and led his family into the wilderness. The brother of Jared spoke directly with God and was guided in many ways to lead his family. He built barges to cross many waters, and he was led by God each step of the journey. He knew God was leading him to a promised land. At one point in their journey, they come to the sea and they decide to camp for a time. In Ether chapter 2, we read, It came to pass that the Lord did bring Jared and his brethren forth even to that great sea which divideth the lands. And as they came to the sea, they pitched their tents and they called the name of the place Moriankmer. And they dwelt in tents and dwelt in tents upon the seashore for the space of four years. And it came to pass at the end of four years, the Lord came again unto the brother of Jared and stood in a cloud and talked with him. And for the space of three hours did the Lord talk with the brother of Jared and chastened him because he remembered not the call upon the name of the Lord. Close quote. For four years, Jared forgot to call upon the name of the Lord. In other words, he forgot to pray. (laughs) As you can imagine, I have a deep sense of empathy for the brother of Jared. We both sort of forgot to pray for four years. (laughs) I wonder how much of him forgetting to call upon the Lord was simply a matter of experiencing a major life change. They had been traveling for who knows how long in the wilderness constantly relying upon the Lord to guide them. And then they decided to camp for a time. Now, instead of their days being spent on a journey, 
they are camped in one spot. Their schedules changed. <laughs> There's been a pattern disruption here. Their day-to-day -day life was different. Now, instead of needing the Lord's guidance to know where to go each day, they take a rest from travel and from revelation. Now, I don't know if the brother of Jared literally didn't pray or if it was just the quality of his prayers that changed. Either way, he found himself in a new pattern and a new homeostasis. Perhaps the reason that they stayed for four years at the edge of the sea was because he was no longer actively seeking revelation from God that would have kept them progressing. There's some details that we don't know about this, but I can relate to the feeling of getting in a pattern that is not supportive to me actively progressing towards God. I wonder if the Lord intended them to stay at the edge of the sea that divided them from the promised land for four years, or if their new patterns simply kept them stuck there. What about us? What if the Lord wants to lead us closer to the promised land, but we're stuck in patterns that metaphorically are a divide between where we are and where we could be? If you want different results, do something different. We all find ourselves facing the divide, the divide between where we currently are and where we could be. The greater that divide between who you are being and who you are capable of being, the more anxiety you will have in your life. I would dare venture to say that living on the edge of the sea feels far different than actively crossing the waters to the promised land. In both cases, we haven't fully arrived at the final destination, but one is moving forward and the other is staying stuck. Staying at the edge of the sea can feel comfortable. It's predictable, it's familiar. Even if it's not the best life we could live, it's a pattern we know. But if you want different results, you must do something different. After four years on the beach, the Lord comes and talks to the brother of Jared for three hours and chastens him for not remembering to call upon him. I've often read this filled with great anxiety and fear for the brother of Jared. My immediate thought is shame and dread. I don't want to be chastened by the Lord for three straight hours. And yet, just like we learned in our last episode about God's offense and wrath, how it's very different than we think it to be. Satan chastens through shame. God chastens through love. Satan tells us everything that we aren't. God tells us everything that we are. When I was a missionary, Every time that we'd be transferred to a new area, we would gather as missionaries to sign each other's transfer journals. These little journals allowed us to write a note and parting thoughts to missionaries that we'd come to know and become friends with, or maybe people we had met in the area, some of whom we may never see again. We would find a blank page among all the previous messages, and we would write our testimonies to one another and share encouragement. One transfer afternoon, I was sitting at the table of journals, and I was past one to write in. Instead of penning my own thoughts, 
I suddenly found myself reading the message the person before me had written to a certain missionary. That moment is frozen in time for me. It was as if the world stopped and the words recorded were being said to me instead of another missionary. I was so overcome by the power of that message that I quietly copied it down word for word in my own book so I could have it forever to remember. The message was written by Lewis Monday and simply said, the Lord does not tell us what we are not, but what we are. He shows us how far we have come. And although he also shows us how far we have to go and what we can improve, it comes with a feeling of hope, a desire to improve and a feeling of achievability. The reason I was so struck by this message was because it was the first time I had ever been taught how to discern what God's chastening is like. The Lord does not tell us what we are not, but what we are. He shows us how far we have come, and although he also shows us how far we have to go and what we can improve, it comes with a feeling of hope, a desire to improve, and a feeling of achievability. The moment the Lord chastens the brother of Jared is not a moment of being called a sorry loser for forgetting to pray. (laughs) The Lord does not tell us what we are not, but what we are. He shows us how far we've come. And although he also shows us how far we have to go and what we can improve, it comes with a feeling of hope, a desire to improve and a feeling of achievability. He likely talked with the brother of Jared, reminding him of how far he had already come, reminding him of the progress he had already made, and then reminding him that they weren't done yet. (laughs) They still had further to go. He may have pointed out what wasn't working, (laughs) reminding the brother of Jared of where he was really leading him and pointing out how the current situation wasn't going to move them closer to the promised land. If you want different results, then you need to do things differently. Pay careful attention to the pattern interruptions that come into your life. Whether it's a global pandemic, or having a baby, or getting married, or becoming an empty nester, or losing a spouse or a child, or starting a new job, or moving or getting sick, or summer vacation or seasonal changes, these times disrupt our life and we can either fall into a new pattern that keeps us stuck on the edge of the sea, or we can lean into the change by purposely creating a new pattern that builds a boat to cross that great divide to the promised land. But if by chance you find yourself stuck at the edge of the sea right now in any of your patterns, what do you do? If you want different results, do something differently. What's working in your life right now? What isn't working in your life right now? At the beginning, I mentioned that my work hours weren't working. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to report that today I chose to do it differently. I got up an hour earlier and I chose to get an hour of clear-headed writing time in before homeschooling my kids. It was life-changing, and I am so excited to try this new, different way of doing something 
because my results have been so much better. So what isn't working in your life right now? Do you want to stay at the edge of the sea or do you want to begin to cross the great waters to a better place? If you want different results, do something different. Something has to change. What could it be? Sometimes we're so stuck, we think that there's no other way. (laughs) But this simply isn't true. Something can always change to create better results, even if it's just our thoughts about something. Even if we don't know what to change or how, there is one who does know. There is someone who knows where you've been and where you can be. There is one who knows and also who has the power to help. We're all on our own journey and we need the guidance and personal revelation that God provides. If you're feeling stuck, perhaps it's time to have one of those very helpful conversations with the Lord about how to move forward. He can tell you how to do things differently so you can get different results. Prayer and personal revelation is perhaps one of the most important tools we can figure out to help navigate the challenges of our life. Friends, I know what it's like to go four years without talking to God. I know what it's like to have prayer be difficult, awkward, and so routine that it feels rather pointless. I know what it's like to feel so embarrassed and ashamed that I don't even want to pray. I know what it's like to have my homeostasis be a pattern that keeps me stuck. If you want different results, do something different. On the flip side of prayer, I know what it's like to have prayer become meditative and gloriously powerful. I know what it's like to have my prayers feel alive, real, tangible, and glorious. I know what it's like to have God speak to me and lovingly chasten me in such a way that I can see what's possible and learn from him how to get there. But I had to change my approach. I had to do it differently. If your practice of prayer has any room for better results, I'm really excited to announce today that I now have a free meditation course available. This course is just 26 minutes long. It's short, but meaty. (laughs) I teach three meditative principles that you can integrate into your prayer practice to make your prayers more powerful. If you want different results, do something different. This course will teach you things that will disrupt your current pattern of prayer in the most amazing way. These principles are easy and simple. These principles can be easily integrated into prayers. And if you haven't prayed for a long time, or maybe you're a bit out of practice like me and the brother of Jared were, (laughs) then these principles will help prayer feel approachable again. I call the free course, The Miracle of Meditation, how to transform your prayers for more presence, connection, and revelation. I hope you take it and I hope you share it. You can sign up at the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. Imagine your life moving forward. Imagine your life crossing that great divide. Imagine your life with constant discernible guidance from a loving God and look forward with faith.